Um, we can start the podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Start it. Hi. Hello. I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Gerard De And I'm Ryan Benoit. And this is Serial Podcast 9. Uh, it's, it's an episode. 48, 33, 44, 69. Hmm. Hopefully one of what's those the Harry right. po- Hey, Gerard, what's the Harry Potter platform? 30, 30 11 and yeah, I love. Yeah, is it eleven? I don't know. No, I thought it was nine and three quarters. I don't know, man. Ooh, yeah, like serial nine three and quarters. three quarters. Oh, yeah. you should do a serial nine collab with Harry Potter. We should. <laughs> nine, nine, nine and three quarters. We'll slam uh, the golden snitch. Ooh. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Yeah, much about Harry Potter. I don't know much about those things. I thought uh, you were a Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, that's really very surprising. Get out of me. here, yeah. you guys. Fuck off with that. I don't read <laughs> books. <laughs> you just watch the damn movie, man. You can't even read the book. Dude, the, uh, movie, the movies look. came out when you were like a kid, nearly. Like, No, the books were out. The final book came out, and I feel like I was an adult. And I was like, what's all this? What's all this Hufflepuff about? I thought no. Uh, uh, my wife enjoyed Harry Potter, so I had to watch the movies then. But here's the thing: I always say if there's a book, I always say that I'll wait for the movie because <laughs> I don't want to read a book. But then inevitably, the book's always better than the movie. So I don't care for Harry Potter either way. Doesn't affect my life. Star Wars, on the other hand. Anyway, um, so we got questions. And you guys might have answers. Sounds good. It's possible. Uh, so we got a longtime listener, longtime right inner writer. Yeah, inner, Matt Peterson. Matt Peterson. Thank God. The people <laughs> just be like, yo, he's paying. He's, yeah, exactly. You guys are paying him to keep your podcast going. <laughs> I, in my will, my last will and testament, if anything ever happens to me, I want Matt Peterson to take over this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we should just uh, have him as a guest host one time. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. So fucking uh <laughs> like ah. you guys, you guys like have like 40 episodes. <laughs> Basically, be like, yeah. All right, here we go. Fucking uh, a boy, your boy, Matt Peterson, writes in with quite honestly, I'm running out of material here, lol. <laughs> but I got one more for you. I've known okay. Kevin and Gerard for years. And remember the days of Kevin buying $40 Motormaster electric impact guns. Yes. I will fucking die on that hill. He'd put in them through what I call extreme test scenarios on his race car and various parts cars and other vehicles he owned. It would inevitably fail. And he'd just go out and spend another $40 and treat his new gun <laughs> and treat his new gun with the same level of domestic abuse. <laughs> <laughs> to all us garage mechanics what are some tools that are worth spending the money on what tools oh, did you one, actually. put off <laughs> buying only to realize it made your lives so much easier and you regret not buying them sooner this is actually a good question for kevin yeah Ke- the, kevin the list of I... tools that i've put off like that would make my life easier is every single tool ever <laughs> I'm one of these people that never wants to buy any tool. And then the minute they have the tool, just thinks it's the best tool ever and finds like every scenario to now use that tool. Yeah. There was a long time when like the snap on truck would roll around and 
I'd go and I'd like hum and haw and then I'd be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna buy it because like I just feel super guilty every time I bought something for Snap on because Kevin's like, huh, no, you're gonna spend all this money on this fucking tool that we already have, kind of like sort of like does the same shit. And then like two days later, he's like, Yo, man, this tool's like super sick. Like, yeah, it's like so dope. And, uh, yeah, yeah I like, think I'm just like super cheap, but I'm also like a like a tech or a gear nerd at heart. Yeah, know? I like, think maybe I, you're like a bit stubborn, so like you're kind of like anti like new shit or anti like anti establishment is what Kevin anti like <laughs> life easing. You know what I mean? He's very he's very you want to do punk the hard rock. way. Yeah, exactly. He's a punk rock garage. Yeah. Yeah. No, but honestly, like I, I think I feel like I sold so many people on those Mastercraft impact guns because like when like, you know, like like anything at Canadian Tire, it's like way overpriced normally. And then it goes on sale for like 60 percent off and you're just and then you buy it then. And yeah, it was so good. Like. Yeah, man, I just can't. It was so good for how, how I, cheap it was. Like I swear, I, I, Gerard, I made Gerard eventually buy one like three generations later like he got one and then i think mm. I, don't know, I think you're pretty stoked with it but like i was but then i, I hate cords i can't i couldn't stand the cords so oh, I it, was had a cord, like, it was the battery powered one. Oh, okay yeah it's that like weird kind of like gray and yellow gray yeah, and yellow are, one yeah yeah those are pretty decent for sure um, all right this is a fun fuck? trip down memory lane of impact guns but not the question what no but listen that, okay, that, is, that is a question isn't it we're talking about the answer. the answer what's the answer of the, the milwaukee <laughs> anything milwaukee shit is bomb like it's great yeah. amazing it's amazing so anything milwaukee so but, the but thing i think is, that's like is, a pretty well-known thing that like as, yeah. as, in terms of power tools milwaukee is like the professional don't, choice yeah. don't come out with that the wall like, shit or that or like, like ryobi or right <laughs> i mean honestly i think milwaukee there's some like weird like japanese not. ryobi thing but like they don't have the same like sort of heavy duty tools like and like, I mean, there might be some people that contest this, but we literally have the exact same half inch giant impact gun from when the fuck did we get that? Like 2013, yeah, 2012, like seven years or something yeah. at least, dude. And it was not new when we got it. We got it used like as a, like a gift. Yeah. And we're like, oh yeah, like whatever. If it works for a year, like it's fucking sweet. It's literally worked for, you know, seven, eight years. It's just yeah. keeps on going. All right. Put a new put a battery and stuff. But here's like, the yeah, thing. if I had to buy any tools for my house, like power tools, like there's, I wouldn't buy anything other than Milwaukee. Yeah. Mm. All right, all right, all right. But here's the thing: what the question was actually, what tool <laughs> did you put off buying? Like you're like, no, I'll just keep using like whatever made up shit version of that. And then when you got it, you were like, yo, I can't believe I lived without this. Like, what would you recommend to someone like a uh, that's, I mean, that's so hard because it's like, it depends on what you have. It's like, and I, and I, I feel like we did talk about this and it's like everything. It's like, like, yeah, yeah I, I can make do with like four wrenches, but then all of a sudden you get like speed wrenches or double end box wrenches or like yeah. curve wrenches or crow foot wrenches. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like there's all these scenarios where you're like, yeah, I could do this with a normal wrench or yeah. I could be eight times faster with this specialty wrench. And then exactly. that goes across to like, like ratchets and like quarter drives sockets. and like, like super and short like sockets, medium, de medium depth and super shorts. And like, yeah. All right. It, if I'm to buy one tool, 
There's not one tool, man. What's well, the, well, come I'm, on, man. Okay, okay, no, you do have, do have one tool that's probably pretty good to have, and we always carry it with us in our cars. Like, I mean, we used to, but, like, we still kind of do. Okay, so is, is it Crescent? No, it's not Crescent. It's, uh, what's the company that makes that, the big jaw Crescent wrench? I, yeah, the blue one? Channel Lock. Lock. Okay, so Channel Lock makes a short Crescent wrench, but it's a bit, it's a wide jaw Crescent wrench. Yeah. So it like goes fucking huge, but it's actually like a really short wrench, or it's actually a really short crescent wrench, so you can put it in your car very easily. And, and like, also like when your car slammed, you can still turn it on yes, under the car. Exactly. So you need to tighten a jam nut or like adjust a like toe or, or some weird thing. Like if you know if something comes loose, you can. I mean, you're not going to do a great job, but like the fact that it's short but big, it, it can literally cover any nut or bolt on your car but it's short enough to like actually work on a low car i'm so yeah. glad that you said that because when we did the control arm video i had yeah. to cut the scene but for some reason you just trailed off and talked about how much you love that wrench and then yeah. at the end of you talking about it you're like i don't know why i did that we need to redo this whole thing and i was like yeah that you turned to like blooper yeah. video you turned yeah. your like install video into like a commercial for a crescent wrench. That's like some right, tools are cool, cool man. You yeah. should just make that like a 30 second or whatever, 15 yeah. second like video yeah. anyway. Like always channel lock ad. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh all right. Well, Maybe that could be fun. a sponsor. Yeah. So who do we got for sponsors now? Channel Milwaukee. Channel Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. And Lever 2000. And One thing I will say is the, the drawer slides on the Milwaukee toolboxes is not not a yeah problem. i don't know who makes that thing but it is fucking garbage or maybe we just got a super bunk one but it was literally garbage uh, everything i've everything i've read online is just like it's not meant to be fully loaded in daily use and like it's very fully loaded and very daily use <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when do you guys make a choice between milwaukee and snap-on because i was there the other day and the snap-on truck pulled up and i only thought that was ever a meme <laughs> tell you what my money's on snap-on my money's on Snap-on. Right, sorry, my money's on Milwaukee. <laughs> to me, they That's don't the really. There's, there's, there's not a whole, like there, there's not a whole. No, I made, I made a mistake. No, I know. I'm just. Joking. I was just like, saying for like the power tools, like you're gonna yeah. buy like a like an electric ratchet or a fucking impact gun or whatever. It's like honestly, like the Snap-on. It's like the Snap-on's like the Android of power tools. They're like on paper, they have like 800 foot pounds, blah blah blah, this and that. And it's like, yeah, that's sick. But like when you use the thing. Like a Milwaukee will walk all over a snap on all fucking day. It's cheaper. It does exactly the same thing, if not and better. One, one thing I will say is like when you're getting the power tools, the power tools are fairly cheap. It's the yeah. batteries and the chargers yeah. that are expensive. So once yeah. you kind of already established with that, it kind of makes sense. And also it's like, I, I guess they do now. Snap-on now, I think, has yeah. a sawzall, but they don't have like yeah. a circular saw. Yeah, they literally they have like Milwaukee. But like has Milwaukee has everything. everything, all like automotive tools, like carpentry tools, like yeah. just general house. They got like blowers and stuff. Like you can't you snap on blower to use I all mean, your snap have, on batteries that you already have. Yeah, they have a fucking electric grease gun. They have electric. They got lights, they guns, got speakers. They, yeah, yeah, man. Like you can't you name you it. Can't Milwaukee has shit. it. Yeah, yeah they're exactly. out there doing it. Yeah. yeah. So then, but they don't but make as any far, hand tools. Yeah, but as far as the tool tools go, like yeah, Snap on Hondo P. And it's I mean, funny because Snap on I mean, we'll tools say, like, are we don't have we don't have like we don't have a Snap on socket set at all. 
and we don't even have a full snap-on wrench set or anything. It's Ooh. you know, we have a snap-on wrench set. We have two. Yeah, not like a not a, not a comprehensive set though. I would you know. I mean, yeah, we have all the main ones that we use in twelve, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Um, but yeah, like the snap-on sockets. I don't know. That's the thing with me. It's like like I've never I've, I've, I've never broken a Canadian <clears throat> tire socket. I've never owned an impact socket because I was just Neither like, well, I. I'll just use the regular socket, and when yeah. it breaks. Then I'll go get a new one because even Canadian Tire has a lifetime warranty. Yeah, and like those impact sockets are so stupid. They're just big and bulky and stupid. I get it. They transfer more torque, but like I'm not taking off fucking rig lug nuts. Like I, I'm taking off like, you know, like an intake manifold nut or like, I mean, you know. At, even, at the most, it's like a crank pulley. Yeah. And even and that, still, even that. Still don't use an impact. It's not an impact socket. Yeah. I mean, I've only ever broken like three sockets in my entire lifetime, man. And one of them was like one that I ground down to be thinner. And of yeah, course that, that shit's going to break. We have that and it's 12 point, 12 point, 14, 14 mil mil. that's ground down to nothing right now. And it ground down to nothing. And we use it on an impact gun. Like and it doesn't all the break, time. Yeah. No, that one has broken. That one is not, broken. not the one we have. <laughs> oh, isn't it? Oh, I've broken one of those before that we've probably done the exact same thing for. Because yeah, that's so much mileage out of Matt's questions. You guys are always like, I don't want to answer, and then we just no, no, I, I, I love it. It's a good question, though. It's a very good question. He's so yeah, I mean, okay, one. so like another second tier or whatever. Like, a, I mean, for us here, I, I like the Husky tools, man. I've literally had the Husky yeah. swivel ratcheting wrench set for a decade, and I think I only broke the seventeen mil probably because I put like another huge wrench on it and it just like blew the guts out of it. But like, so the one thing though, I, that I really love about Matt's questions is that there's always a second part. So it's like a proper story. There's an introduction <laughs> okay. and a rising action and then denouement <laughs> and then a conclusion. But so you get the, uh, the follow-up. He's like, Gerard, he like answers the question. And he said, Gerard will answer with, I don't know. We make our own tools and shit. Then, then we'll segue into a talk about the hood props on Nissans aren't as thick as Toyota, but they have a better feel and they're shorter slash lighter. And I was like, damn, this guy's reading Gerard's that's, mail. That's like, not even a tool, though. Yeah, no, yeah, but he just knew that Gerard would segue into it. <laughs> hmm. Honestly, though, like, like Weira. Weira is a dope brand. Yeah, it's they pretty cool. Some, yeah, they got some cool stuff. Like, uh, Weira, could I buy that? Uh, KMS. <laughs> One thing about Weira, I do, I, I will say, yeah, Weira Weira is, is a, a German tool company. If you guys don't know, it's like pretty cool. They have like really kind of like knickknacky kind of tools. Like they all they all work the same. Like it's a ratchet ratchet set, but it has like you know it's got a swivel. But if you push it in, it's not swivel. And on sockets, it has like a neural, so you can tighten it. And all the sockets are color coded. It's got like a lot of like yeah like. Like cool all of, features, like the uh, the quarter drive extension is rounded off, so like every socket has a bit of like mobility, and like until you push it in, and then it locks it in. Yeah, yeah like everything's so tech. Like it's it's cool, but like I I do find like they just kind of look a little bit childish because of all that shit. Like they have all these colors and all these things and numbers, and it, like it just doesn't look like a tool set. You know what I mean? Like I think it's good. Like it's very like. That is what matters the most is how it looks in the girl. <laughs> but they, no, I mean, they, they also they also make a they also make a ratchet that's designed to be used as a hammer. Oof, they yeah. specifically sell it as a ratchet slash hammer. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. pretty great. 
All right, all right, all right. Uh, I grow and they have super comfort okay. grips. Okay, good. We well, got yeah, another question. We're not going to talk about tools the whole so time. Good. Let's get no, out we of should here. just talk about tools the whole time. I you just don't have I, anything to input. I mean, I that's a that's a good that's a really good subject though. Tools. It's a yeah, fucking no. important ass subject, man. Totally. It's like you're gonna work on your cars, like no, right? It's just like no, 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 I'm not. I'm just gonna fucking. It's like bring it to serial nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Slick tools. Yeah. This is like when. Uh, Yo, yeah, Cedric... One thing I will say, oh. which I do feel. <laughs> sorry, no, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't want you to get away from tools yet, man. Yeah, so, I don't um, either, man. So yeah, jump packs. Like oh, always, yeah. always like go to Canadian Tire, buy a jump pack, like kind of yeah. works. Like Sucks. buy the best rated one on Amazon. Like, Sucks. like like literally like not even like the best rated, like do Google searches to find the best one and then like get it and it kind of works and like buy this one from Snap-on. Mind you, it is like 10 times more expensive, but yeah. it's like you can jumpstart every car a yeah. hundred times. Like we literally never charge this thing. <laughs> never it charge it shreds and, and it's, it's small it, yeah. it's not big at all it's it's like the size of like a brick I don't like a masonry yeah brick. it's basically like the size of a masonry brick and it shreds it yeah like you said we've probably charged it twice ever yeah. and it's like it'll start anything man like it's it's legit that is one thing where i've just been <clears> like yeah this was this was a hundred percent worth the money and a, and a thousand percent better than any consumer product if you will you know yeah. It's also 100% better than most of the other Snap-on doodads that like say Snap-on them, but they don't actually work that good. Uh, like as far as the electronics. lost our Snap-on sponsors. <laughs> sure. We're promoting the, the jump pack, bro. Yeah. Hopefully Yo, your dealer doesn't cool. listen to the podcast. And I, I, I will <laughs> say though, I will say though, pliers, 100% Snap-on, man. Pl- snap-on pliers are nuts. It's like... Remember, remember when we got the pliers set? You're like, ah, oh, like fuck, I don't know. And then you use it, and it's like, whoa, like it actually just grabs what you want it to grab, and it yeah. holds the living shit out of it. Like you can just yeah, like grab every time I've ever used pliers. pliers before that, it was just like you know what it's supposed to do, but it always just slips out or doesn't work. And then when we got these pliers, it was just like this is what I wanted to do. Oh my god, it just does it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, who who makes your vi- whose vice grips do you have? Vice grip is vice. We grip have vice brand. grips, but they're yeah. Maybe we should try snap on vice grips because honestly, I've never yeah. used a vice grip that like is actually that good. I watched you use one the other day, and you got it first try, and I was very impressed. I've never <laughs> seen that. Anyway. Oh yeah, on the on the bolt there. Yeah, I mean that's that worked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it worked great. <laughs> Um, this conversation is the equivalent of when Cedric approached me at a car show and asked about photography and Kevin was like, nah, I'm good. And just walked away mid conversation. He's like, I don't give a fuck. And the difference is, is I can't get up and walk away from the two of them. You know what I will say about that was because to me, Cedric was trying to push your buttons. He was doing that Cedric thing and he was just like, going to sit there and ask you questions until you figure out which questions annoyed you and then go down that hole more oh he was doing it already and it was already bothering me and did i, he, could walk I guess away. he didn't see that uh that i fucking loved it <laughs> <laughs> i didn't care Ooh, the brutal mistake is never talk to me about a thing that i like because then i'll just uh corner you and start a podcast about it and make 34 <laughs> fucking episodes yeah so we should talk about black Friday. can we do that at the end 
yeah, well, I was I gonna say, I'm just... like you, like you cut that off. You're like, we got to stop talking about this. Well, I felt like we were still going strong, but about... then I looked and I'm like, it was only 14 minutes in. Yeah, about but... tools. That's so fine. now we got to fill just... like the remaining hour and 45 minutes with like. Oh, I'm not next worried. Question is. It's funny how well I have a few more questions. Okay. And it's funny that we always manage to do it, and I always <laughs> have to cut it down. Uh, um. All right. So this is from the username is H1. L L S O N. So I guess it's Hilson. Hilson? I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's very nice. They reached out. They said, podcast question. Why did Serial 9 stop part development for the X7? Pause. The podcast is awesome. Best auto one yet, which made nice. me feel very nice. That now, does feel nice. there's a follow up. It says, I said, ah, great question. Let me ask them tomorrow because it was asked to me yesterday. And said, sounds good. I bought an X7 four years ago because of Serial 9. Would love to see more X7 stuff, bushings, arms, etc., all that stuff. And I said, I'll let them know. And then, so here's the question. Why did you stop? Just not enough support, man. I, I mean, we... I mean, it feels like we're at the point now where we could make the x7 bushings again but it feels like the market's so small okay so we basically were the first people to make x7 and x8 products we made you know what we felt was like a good product it's like to the zero nine standards other companies came in and made the same products but like at a lower level slash cheaper price and i mean unfortunately the cressida crowd is not exactly the the most like baller crowd or whatever you want to call it. I mean, there definitely are some people, especially now that spend a lot of money on Cressida. Yeah. I think, I think that, you know, like the Cressida market, what we're talking about though was, you know, bef- like when we lived together, this is before we had a shop, like yeah, we weren't doing it full time. We couldn't service the market properly. Mm-hmm. Other companies did see that other companies stepped in. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were left hurt because like they thought that, you know, they were going to be able to get our stuff and like, it was going to be sick, but like, we just, we couldn't really do it. And then when we were trying to, you know, like start the real company and I I had my crazy X7, it got to the point where I was like, all right, well, like, am I going to make it a whole rear subframe that will take a different diff and accept custom control arms and do all that? Are people going to be willing to spend $4,000 on this? this rear seven <laughs> yeah and that that only is the people who want to drift with 18s you know then there's the whole market of people who want to run 14s or you know like that don't want any of that stuff that i'm trying to sell them so yeah. it kind of just didn't make sense for, for the business like there was bigger yeah. markets that were less saturated you know yeah it's like we sell you know five or six is 300 control arms i mean not even five or six like 10 10 is 300 control arms at least to one x7 bushing you know whatever 10 is 300 bushing sets to like one i mean shit it's probably even more than that but like you know what i mean like we basically had <laughs> x7 and eight bushings and would just kind of not really sell them I, I mean what i will say though now is like in the beginning we also didn't have any capital you know what i mean so it was yeah. like well you can't really you can't really throw a couple thousand dollars at, at having cressida bushings on the shelf Mm-hmm. but like now it does feel like you know we could do that for those people mm-hmm. who who do want to have those serial nine parts it does feel yeah. like that could could be a thing you know for you well, also we we had developed the five bolt uh rear hub which is pretty cool i mean it wasn't like it wasn't like a fully billet whatever back then but I mean, we could make the absolute or the actual uh 
you know, yeah. five bolt billet rear hub. But I mean, yeah, like that's, that's like how many, how many X7 guys even want to go five bolt? Like none now. And then it's also one of those like things. that's, that's one third of a problem. It's like, yeah, yeah, you still exactly. have the stub axle going through yeah. the, the control arm on the other side. And then yeah. you still have these tiny CVs. And yeah. And on the other end, and then you have the seven inch div. It's just like, yeah, yeah. All exactly. of that needs to change if you have a big power, big grip setup. But that's only one person's style. Like, you know, there's still that exactly. super low 14 inch, do everything yeah. to make the car as low as possible style. And they want nothing to do with it. So it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's one of those things where it's like zero nine style is a style that like maybe people like, maybe people don't like, but like, you know, for us to develop the parts for the guys that aren't into the zero nine style, maybe just something we're just not going to do. I mean, we had the coilovers. We definitely made like the nicest set of X7 coilovers like on the market for sure. We sort of dropped them like the last year or something, just because like they just don't really sell very much. And uh, we couldn't what, get them made properly. That's one that, of the that's too. honestly more of it. What it was It's like the turnover wasn't happening enough that that yeah. the production knew what was going on. So like all of a sudden you'd be like, all right, I need this, and then they would be like, well, how do we put that? This, how do we how do we put this together with the part your parts off the shelf? And it would it was yeah. never right, you know. Yeah. So that's the answer to that. Good. Do you miss it? X7s? Yeah. When I see Eric's, I do. And when I honestly, I every time I see one, I'm like, yo. And uh, I, I do, I feel like sort of yearn for that car a bit. But like, uh, I don't know. There's always something new. I'm kind of like, I, you know. Yeah. It's a big commitment, man. Like, like when I saw Eric doing his stuff, I was like, yo, it's like a nice car and shit. Like, I always love those cars like that. That was my first like that's what made me fall in love with Cressida is really is like I used to see the car every day I had no idea what it was and then I eventually just bought one and I was like yo this is like the best car ever and then we made parts for it and like all this stuff developed that and that's what we started drifting it was like cool I think X7s are rad but like do I have you know 20 30k to throw at an X7 and like x amount of hours when I could build five six seven eight other cars that I've always wanted to build like you know I kind of had an X7 it's pretty cool. Kevin had a pretty cool X7. Um, I guess I just don't love them that. Maybe even an X8, I'd probably have over an X7, but like, I don't. I don't even love X8s that much anymore. Well, all right. <laughs> That's kind of romantic and a little bit sad. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Dylan Nagy, uh, username Dylan underscore Nagy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all very long, and it was very nice been listening to the podcast since the beginning really likes it uh works uh in like a custom machine fab type industrial repair owned shop whatever manufacturing company mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so my question for kevin and gerard is because and then he put it in brackets because i don't see this side of things at my work and i'm interested how this applies to cars specifically legally what does it take to be allowed to manufacture, produce, and sell parts for cars that in most cases are very important pieces of cars, reliability and safety. Is there some sort of standard or safety that needs to be okayed by someone in a legal position, brackets, a lawyer, before the part is put up for sale? Do you have a standard you need to meet for documented R&D? Uh, it's like a, I mean, giant, it's a, bit... it's a giant gray area. It's for yeah. race use only, isn't it? Off-road race use, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, yeah, if you want to, if you want us to say that, like, yeah, like, there is no standard, 
it doesn't meet DOT, it doesn't meet any safety <laughs> compliance, and that all the parts technically should never be ran on oh. any public road ever. Oh. <laughs> like you have to you have to click a box yeah. before you can buy our parts that says that. And then every product ships with a yellow paper that says like, hey, don't run this on the road. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, I, no, I mean that's pretty industry standard for everything, though. It is. Well, no, I, I went on the here. I went on the Megan website today too to buy, try and look at those diff bushings for the FRS, and so it immediately popped up. If I wanted to continue even looking at the website, like the second you go on the website, it popped up. For other places, like for example, Germany, they have TUV, which is like a big thing. I think Australia has like the engineering thing, and it's like. If you want to sell parts in this country and and for people to actually run them on cars that are driven on the roads, like it has to be like a, it's a very high standard, right? I think to get that's why parts in Germany are super expensive. And that's why parts in Australia are super expensive because like for modern cars are like they have to get engineered and like I think so that's put New all Zealand, this, but yeah, I thought it was I Australia. Australia, Australia has to get engineered. Do they? Yeah, I think. yeah, because <laughs> like yeah, you basically build this car and then you want to drive it on the road and it has to be like yeah taken to some place and looked at by some guy who can be like, okay, yeah, this yeah. is done well. This part, you know, is good. Um, but yeah, in, in, the North, in North America, you can literally be like any Tom, Dick or Harry and be like, Hey, I'm going to make this part for this car and I'm going to sell it. And like, you can totally do that. And like, it can be a good part. It can be a shit part. And like people can buy it. People not buy it. People can run it. People can drive their kids around in it. And and there's no repercussions there's no anything obviously like if you get into an accident you kill someone you do this it's like it is a big deal um and 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 you shouldn't sell shitty parts so i mean i guess our responsibility is to have a um, large safety factor and to actually give a shit about like the r&d and to actually put you know test the parts in in, in solid you know in on the computer and do fea testing we do Real world, te real world testing. We do. We overbuild all of our parts, but we are very cognizant of like the weight and strength to weight sort of factor. I mean, anybody can build a giant part that's never ever going to fail, but like at the same time, it's going to be super heavy, super bulky, super shitty, right? So. And one thing I will say is like, it's not even you know, it's not even about that. It's like like currently, like you could have any car that has any amount of rust. Like you could yeah. just go, you could go buy a car out of a field. And yeah. then go to the go to ICBC and get plates that day and just start driving it around. Yeah, like yeah. the car could have been sitting there for 50 years and they don't know or they don't care. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter until something happens or till you get caught. Yeah. And I feel like that's pretty standard for most of North America. North America. Yeah. Like yeah. even it feels like we're even a little bit stricter here yeah. than other places. But yeah, I mean, you could literally drive some super janky, clapped out, pieced together you know, half done pile of shit in a lot of States in the, in the USA. So like you I mean, make your, you make, make your whole own car. Basically, yeah. You know? And I mean, that's not even the thing. Like, it's like people are welding cars together. There's like yeah. a Delica going around. That's got two, two rear drive axles in BC right now. Like people yeah. post photos of it all the time. It's like, and I mean, also like with the whole stance thing and, and everybody trying to make their car super crazy, it's like people have just, you know, and, and it's the world of DIY, man. It's like, not only are you, you don't even need to buy my parts. You can literally take the factory parts on your car, cut them into four pieces and like, you know, maybe weld them back together and be like, yeah, this is done. It's good. I'm driving it on the road. And it's like, 
like you may not know how to weld. You're using like a 110 welder. It's like a piece of crap. You have no idea what heat, uh, you know, like what heat setting it's supposed to be on you. I have no idea what penetration is. You have no idea what engineering. You literally just want your car to have like 15,000 degrees of camber and like scrape the ground. But like you can do that. But like, yeah. is it safe? Absolutely not. You know I mean? a, but this is a big question. You could also repair your car incorrectly. And yeah, then, well, like right? you want to you want to like, like twist your mind around this. It's like you could sell an engineered part that the government is approved. Yeah. But if a non-engineered approved mechanic puts it in and does it wrong, it doesn't matter how shitty the part or how great the part is. Yeah. If it's installed incorrectly. Yeah, right. absolutely. So like and then, and then, like 90% of the dudes aren't paying a shop to install them. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like it could be a very, very simple part, like an RCA or like a even a factory fucking ball joint, man. Like you can get an OEM Lexus ball joint, put it in, use the old bolts, don't torque them properly, ball joint fails, you die. Like not you die, but like, you know, the wheel's going to come off and it's going to go into the fender. You're going to crash the car, probably right off half of it, may or may not get hurt. And like, you know, that's the factory part off that car that's been engineered to the nth degree. But like you just didn't put it in properly, you know? Or you have like well-experienced drift friends who have done tons of things on their car and then the wheel studs just snap while they're driving down the road because... It's a Nissan. Yeah, because it's a (laughs) Nissan and that shit happens. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, <laughs> like even the even the best mechanics like shit goes wrong sometimes i guess the <laughs> the benefit of building really great parts or if you want repeat customers you should build great parts so that one they come back because they appreciate great parts but two if someone injures himself or dies you can't sell them more parts so there you go yeah. that's well, yeah, I mean, I, one one thing I will say <laughs> is that, like, when a customer comes to you and they're like, yo, like, your shit's fucked, like, blah, 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 blah. It feels good to be like, well, no, like, you're one out of 5,000 people who have bought this, and you're the only one who's ever had that problem. So I think it might be a you problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you use to install this impact gun? Nah, maybe not, you know, like... <sighs> That probably stings a little bit. Hey, that really just yeah. gets them where they. Wow, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. leave a review. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do think that's an interesting question, and but yeah. I do think that we all. And, but know, it is an industry standard. Like it's yeah. like across the board. That's what everyone says and does. They're just like, <sighs> you're allowed to do what you want to do. The land yeah. of the free, you know. And you're allowed to spend, but this is the same. I know we've had the conversation about real wheels versus fake wheels, and then our friend at Rare Spec was like, he doesn't trust fake for like wrap wheels because they break. <laughs> that's the like, funniest shit. <laughs> but anyway, but that's the thing is like there are sometimes those things where you're allowed to spend and do what you want to your car. It is pretty wild when you actually think about it. It's like, I could go change my brakes and put the pads. I mean, I, I don't know. I have a question, though. It's just like, I don't know. If you're buying Rock Auto Tier 1 tie rod or ball joint, is that held to a standard? Well, no. I don't know. Right? No, it isn't. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't well, think there's any governing body standardizing or like checking. Any parts? So I mean, that, that's yeah. the thing is like could you imagine what type of like type of like program they'd have to have to to quarantine any like first of all to like check first of all to find you know 
you know, to, to even like find all the vendors and then to check all the, the vended products and then to like, like, man, it'd be impossible, dude. Impossible. Yeah. I don't even know how they do it in Germany. That is pretty wild, hey? Because like you can just order parts off eBay in Germany it's now. Germany. Like, how does that even work? You know what I mean? You know, like Japan or Australia, it's like, yeah, you go through the inspection and they inspect it. So it's just like, you know, it doesn't matter like where you got it or how you yeah. got it or it's like you're you have it and you have you got it you know yeah and now it's like you can't drive your car on the road yeah Yeah. and i mean it was always too there was always that point regardless of where you are where you would take your car to a shop and they would do something to be like no i want it lower or i want it louder or i want it blah 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 and they're like i'll do this but you can't say that we did it for you you have to say you did it yourself and it's like yeah, 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 yeah. remember yeah, well do you remember when that. stretching tires was like a big deal like it's a lot of tire shops wouldn't do it They'd be like no fuck that that's like a nine inch like a 225 out of nine like that's not right you know what i mean and then and like a tire shop that wouldn't sell me tires that were 10 mil different in width because my car <laughs> didn't come with them yeah i mean now it's like nobody cares because everyone's like yeah. done it for so long and if you don't do it they're just gonna take it somewhere else so you might as well yeah Use the bit. Might as well make that money. Yeah. I mean, God yeah. bless the person who was like, nah, fuck it. You get it. I'm stretching your tires. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. pioneer <laughs> saved the scene. All right. The follow up question. So, Cheetah Brand is the best blaster. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Follow up question from Dylan underscore Nagy was additionally, why don't you guys, when he says, why don't you guys, I meant, it's not me. I don't do any of this. So why don't you guys make any UCF 30 slash 31 parts signed a curious Celsius owner? Thing. Yeah. Cause there's two avenues. I can say this because the truth is uh, we always wanted to, and it was going to be the next thing after like the UCF 30, but you want to hear some hilarious shit. We haven't dropped anything new in like five years. It feels like, I mean, we've done the knuckles now, but like, but uh, yeah, our development of new parts kind of like dried up real fast there. It felt like. I mean, we have a ton of new parts now, though. No, that's what I mean. Now we have so like we got no more. I mean, we got more developed parts than we know what to do with now. We have the, the, opposite, the opposite problem nearly. Yeah, the, the <laughs> thing with the thing with previously and why we didn't develop the new parts you're saying is we were playing catch up on making like actually keeping the parts that we already make in stock slash yeah. refining the production processes of those parts mm-hmm. yeah it's a big deal when you like make parts and then you go from like a i make parts company to like a i sell a shit ton of parts company and you're like oh wow like maybe these parts i made weren't like the best way to make these parts you know what i mean so it's like you want to make in stock and sell more parts you have to figure out how to make said parts more efficiently or more cost effectively or more quickly or yeah, all of the above. So, so yeah. if you had an angel investor that came along and was like, "You can develop parts, three new cars, what <laughs> three new cars would you choose?" Fuck. Do we already make the ones for the Z? Uh, I would say we don't. Yeah, like, they're not on the website. No, we don't sell them. That would be one, definitely. Z thirty three V thirty five. Yeah. All right. I honestly feel that first, I mean, like I would just choose the IS-250 over the UCF-30, but yeah. the UCF-30. We do get a lot of requests for 30 parts. We do, and we always have. And yeah. uh, one thing I will say, though, is the the rear lower is like a bit more complicated with an arm because that's like a sideways ball joint 
in it. Similar to a 147. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we have the capabilities now to sort of produce or to develop and produce anything very yeah. quickly. The main thing we lack now is the capital. Whereas before, maybe we didn't also have the means to develop and produce things on like a level that we wanted to. Like if somebody were to say, hey, I'm going to give you 500 grand to like to, to sell three times, four times more. I'd be like, yeah, sure. No problem. I can do that. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what I meant when I said an angel. It's yeah. A real fun term for you. I don't think, I don't think three chassis is going to do it though. <laughs> I just want to know what you would choose, whatever. Like if you were like, so you named two IS250, but isn't that covered? That's not covered by the crown. No. That is, yeah, no, that is. Oh, yeah, the crown, crown is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is one that is going to. But happen. we don't make any of those parts for that vehicle yet. We don't make any of the parts. Yeah, yeah. So that's why King of Crowns now. Has, it's so. the next. You know, that's why it makes sense to be the next one. And then the the third one, like, I don't know. So I feel like the two that you answered are the things that you're well on the way. We've already, yeah, we've already. Yeah, we've definitely that. got and, Yeah, so I want the fun answer that you guys haven't decided on together. I mean, I don't know. It feels like maybe, yeah, the UCF 30. We're currently and I'm working gonna on. Say, we're currently working on some uh, FRS parts. I'm going to say uh, Z34 slash V36 because that also covers. Um, the Fuga, it also like the it also covers yeah, the M45, the M56, the FX series, which I mean people seem to want to modify. Um, but yeah, it basically covers all the current Nissans, which is kind of like maybe it's time we, to make some A90 parts. Yeah, I mean honestly, I've I've moved to a different chassis. Like if somebody were to say, Hey, I'm gonna give you five hundred thousand dollars to develop, like to to grow your business, I would just go, Okay, let's do all the Nissans. I'm gonna move to Honda, I'm gonna move to Subaru, and then that's what I'd do. You skipped I think, Tesla. There's so much. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I guess we would do Tesla too. We have been kind of humming and hawing about that. I just. There's so I many mean, of I, them. I, They're all white. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a market, <laughs> but I just don't feel like it's that. I mean, it's good to be the first and all that shit, but like. We're definitely there's not, not people. First. Well, I meant the first in a certain category. I don't think there's currently people. Like the amount of people that are like stancing and like basically carrying the shit out of a Tesla is probably very small. You can probably count them on fucking two hands yeah. as opposed to the people doing that to Hondas, as opposed to people doing that to Subarus, as opposed to people doing that to Nissans. For every for every one Tesla, there's probably 10 V36s or 10 Civics or 10 fucking STIs or whatever Subaru. Yeah. I don't even know anything about Subarus. Yeah, I also feel like that's the whole like it's just it's cheaper to do it to those things like the the you know the cars are cheaper the products are already there to do it it's, it's not like a you know i yeah. if, if right now you were like yo i want to like stance my tesla you're 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 spending so much i bet you know yeah, yeah. i mean we do have a local guy that literally asked us just the other day to be like hey i want to put air i'm putting air on my model three can you guys put it on for me and I, I said no because we don't do that anymore. But like I mean, that that's probably a guy who wants to camber his Tesla. Yeah. But honestly, would yeah, wouldn't be bad R and D probably. Yeah. Um, be like, hey, we're gonna sell you this front upper arm, rear upper arm, and I bet you know, just give that to we choose the wheels. They'd be so stoked. <laughs> yeah, we choose the wheels and the and the and the setup, like the fitment. Yeah. And then you guys pay for it, and you can run it and like flex, like you own it. Um, like flex that like you thought it up. Looks like you own it because you do. Because you do. Well, I mean, <laughs> you like pay the bills. That is, I get it though. Based on our last episode, 
the mastermind owns it. Yeah, Gerard it's, owns it. Yeah, Gerard owns it. That's intellectual property. No, we own the look. That's what I'm saying. Is like we own the style. We own right, the right, 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 right. They own the car. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Um, it's funny though because there are so many Model Threes in this city, and they're all white. And I just imagine at some point after they're done with their first owner, they'll go to their second owner, or their third yeah, owner, yeah, yeah. and that's when they're going to be like, "Yo." Exactly. On the side of the road, fucking broken down, probably. No, cambered, cambered <laughs> with two face wraps. Two face, fucking yeah. the real Harvey Dent. But no, yeah, because it'll be like, man, I really want this Tesla, and it's it's fine, but it's white, and everyone has a white Tesla, or every there's like three colors. It feels like you can get a Model Three in. But then you and just wrap so it, some, man. Yeah, but apparently all those white ones are just the full peasant model, which I mean, it makes sense. Well, no, every Tesla, just... every Tesla comes white, and if you want any other color, it costs more. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So you are know. you sure it doesn't come in like at least three colors? That, like I'm, you don't have. I'm to pretty black. confident it comes. You'd in probably have to like that is a totally ridiculous way to sell a car. I that's like the fuck seems to be working for them, Gerard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't. No, agree to me, to me, it makes sense because then every time you see a white one, you're just like peasant. Peasant, peasant, peasant. So that silver one that I saw, then that dude spent the money because that looked pretty good. I was like, "Yo, a silver one!" Oh, mercy fuck? for peasants yeah. is what you all would say. <laughs> and but at some point, these cars will come to an owner that'll be like, "I really like this car, but I want to stand out. I want to be different. I'm going to change it and like build it." Yeah, and, and I, get a I do, and we've had that conversation before. But it's like we're going to lower it and put wheels on it and do dumb shit. They'll yeah. do like dumb shit. I'm doing air air quotations, or they'll do like the real dumb shit, like a two face wrap or whatever. But maybe when I move to South Surrey and have to drive like fucking long, like way longer, maybe I'll have to get a Tesla so that I, you know, don't have to pay for gas slash drive fucking thing, and then we can camber it and I'll do all that stuff. We'll see how good the autonomous driving works when it's got like seven degrees of camber and like no suspension travel. <laughs> Just like bouncing all over the place, the radar is like freaking if you, out. If you get a Tesla, we have to end this podcast. If I get a Tesla, I get a tattoo that says "fucking loser" or "sellout," "sellout," or something. Like, oh man, Gerard really loved the Porsche again. He got him a white Model Three. And well, what I remember what I said. I said nobody wants a Model Three. Yeah, that's yeah. what they can afford. You know what I mean? Like obviously, yeah. I would. I just buy a. Just buy a Taycan base model Taycan, but like who knows? Like a modded model three may be better. I mean, this is the opposite of the conversation that when Kevin and I were like, <laughs> you can only have what you can afford. You're like, no, nobody wants that. No, but I'm just saying, like, now that we're gonna it. like modify it and do all this other stupid shit to it, like maybe that's what makes sense because that's the card that people have. You know oh I mean? my god, welcome to like episode three of this podcast. No, this is, this is no, that. this is what we talked about when it's like this is what buying a JDM car. It's like you get the cheapest one with the OEM lip kit. Yeah, that's the same thing. It's like you get the white, you get the white yeah. Tesla because the cheapest because you're gonna fuck it up anyway. Yeah, I'm yeah. not opposed to that, but I feel like that's what I was saying from the <laughs> beginning. I would fully just want to ruin it though, for sure. Yeah, it would be real fun. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, that's the thing. We can just like get the arm, make arms, put them on Mickey's car. But what happens when it scrapes? Can you do that? Because you can't do that. What scrape a Tesla? Yeah, you can't. We'll make body armor. Duh. <laughs> wow. 
Why can't you scrape a chest? Because the battery pack. The three millimeters worth of deflection. Ion battery acid. No, like it'll fucking die. You're talking about so the you can not the Tesla. Oh. But I mean, the, take, the Tesla's the same. Tesla's so maybe, the same. The, maybe they got more clearance. But yeah, no, body, not, body, body armor. I mean, so then it's lower? A skid plate, yeah. I mean, sure. I don't know. It all sounds pretty dumb to me. Yo, but but that would make for pretty decent content. Serial 9 fucks up a Tesla. So yeah, we get a Tesla. Yeah. We get the Tesla, we dump it, we camber it, we drive it, it breaks. We somehow try to fix it, figure oh. out that like you can't actually fix a Tesla and then we just throw it in the garbage because that's where it should be in the first place. I would like the plot. Then we put a Jay-Z in it and then it's our new drift car oh, yeah. and we continue <laughs> developing it, but like sell all of the electric shit. I uh, I like the plot twist that Gerard falls in love with it for some reason. It's like, yo, I can't believe I lived without a Tesla. Anyway. But that Rivian though, that Rivian SUV, that's what I have my eyes on. That's that what you is, have your eyes on. Oh, yeah. How many SUVs do you need, Gerard? Well, I mean, obviously, you'd replace mine with that one. Here's a funny thing that happens in my life. Now my friends will ask me car questions, which they always kind of have. But then if I uh, hum and haw about it a little bit, they're like, ah, just ask Gerard or Kevin. They'll know the answer. Yeah, okay. What's the question? (laughs) One of them was, was my friend Libby. She was, this is, I don't know if this will go on the podcast, but it was still (laughs) funny. She has a new... RAV4 and the dealership wanted to sell her. It was like, hey, you can buy, we'll sell you new wheels and put winter tires on it. And this was like, you know, for the cost of like, must have been like 2,200 bucks. And we'll, for three years, we'll change your wheels for you. Mm-hmm. Do they store the winter? No, yeah, I do. don't. I don't. Well, I don't know. If this has a storage on it. I didn't think it did. Uh, if it Sometimes had storage, or for twelve hundred dollars, she could buy the winter tires, but then they would charge her to swap it to her, her, her other wheels every yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how much? How much do they charge you? Like that. That feels like a basic equation to figure out. Like, yeah, I had to go through. Depending on how much they charge you over the five years or three years or whatever you just said, then you could figure yeah. out exactly which one's a better deal. But no, there's no such, in my opinion, there's no situation in which you should remove tires and install tires ever. Like, just buy the set of wheels and then have the whole other set to switch over. It's not like they take up any less space. Yeah. Exactly. And also, you know, because to take off or to install tires is not exactly like, it's not just like putting your shoes on. It's like you stretch the shit out of the bead. You do this. Like one guy could be paying attention. He puts the he puts the bar or the lever in too far and like, you know, compromises the sidewall. There's always that sort of situation. It's like the more you the more you install or reinstall or take off a tire, it's it definitely affects yeah. the life or the quality of the tire. And like you, you just don't want to do that. Yeah. And that's a, like, do that. that's I do a have the math it. equation for you. It would be $1,292 for just tires and $150 yeah. each time I swap them yeah. or $2,225 for the full wheel. And they would change them for free during my regular maintenance. And then, sorry, how many times the swap? You'd have to swap them twice a year, right? At a hundred. I, mean, I don't even give a shit how much, how much cheaper it is to do the other one. I would just, so what I would do is I would take the snow, snow tires and put them on the stock wheels and then buy some nice wheels for the summer. That's yeah. that's what I did on the on Cat's van. That's also so that, what I said you would do. I was like, Gerard's move would be. Yeah. Because that allows you to basically, because you're spending money on wheels anyways. 
So like, then you at least get nicer wheels for your, you know, 70% of the time. And they're charging you a thousand dollars. I probably also maybe them. wouldn't even buy the tires at the dealership. Cause like, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're getting hosed there too. All right. I'll let her know. But, but yeah, that was my same thing is you have two separate wheels, but then all of us generally just would change our wheels ourselves. Right. Like, yeah, if exactly. If you can't do the wheel change yourself or, you know, then are you going to pay them to do the wheel? Change? You got to pay someone to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even 1010 now, they have storage, they have changeover, like you just pay a nominal fee and they store it for the winter. They have a giant warehouse that just literally people, it's just filled with people's wheels and tires for winter. Yeah, I wonder how much that is. Just like, it's not much actually. I know I asked them and I was like, I was surprised at the answer. I can't remember what it was, but it was definitely like actually kind of reasonable. I was like, oh, it's not even that bad. Cause I thought it'd be like two or 300 bucks or something. Which I mean seems exorbitant, like three hundred bucks oh, a year holy. to store your wheels, but like I guess it was more like seventy or a hundred dollars or something. Which I was like, that's not even bad at all, because like you don't have to deal with it. You just go there and get it changed, and then you just leave, drive away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, like, like honestly, dealing with four wheels and tires is is a big fucking deal. Four wheels yeah. and tires. Like my mom had to do the changeover with her SUV, and like she couldn't put all four no wheels. Yeah couldn't put the tires into the suv all at the yeah. same time she's like how do i do this i'm like well i don't know like maybe drop two on the monday and when you're gonna bring two on the tuesday when you're gonna get the car done or whatever yeah it's a pain yes i mean all i gotta change sound like math old math equations like if a train leaves the yeah, station carol has 25 watermelons <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah i mean i gotta do i gotta do the van pretty soon and it's like it's already frosty outside and i'm just like uh, i should probably have your winter tires on now like you can't drive that thing anywhere. All the highways are gone. Right yeah, that's now. an October thing. You need, yeah. to, you need those on by October. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the highways that you need them for don't exist anymore. So you're good. Well, you can still go to see the sky. Here's a fun one. My <laughs> friend, Andrew Tuplin, uh, I once broke his finger in Cuba. Fun <laughs> story for another day. Uh, needs to replace his Jetta. He has an old diesel Jetta. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And I said... Okay, what's your budget and what features are you looking for? And he said thirty thousand dollars, five seats. Did you turn up your nose at thirty thousand dollars? I mean, that's a hard. I mean, that's a hard. That's a hard number. How is that a hard number? That's more expensive than all of our cars that we got. Yeah, but we're not normal people, man. Yeah, I know. He's getting rid of an old Jetta. Yeah, this is why this is going to be so much fun because I'll tell you what happened. Okay. I okay. tried to be a regular person and then I went fucking car guy and gave the <laughs> dumbest answer possible. Like an five, bro. That's like not what nine, I said. You'll fucking love the answer that I gave him, but I'll tell you after. You know, $30,000, man, by JSX 100. <laughs> $30,000, five seats under 80K, preferably. 2015 or newer what do you buy 2015 or newer yeah Gerard, i can fucking answer this for you right now but i'm not going to how because i fucking found the car no because i i've been around you long enough and listened to you talk about things long enough that i know what you're like car what's this guy like what's this guy about where does he live like he, he lives in maple ridge he has three kids he has a second vehicle which is the same as gerard's second vehicle it's kind of right yeah, yeah, so, yeah they already got a van, so he, like they don't need like they don't. So he doesn't a... want an SUV or anything. He wants a he sedan. He kind of sent me like a uh, Volkswagen Touareg. Uh, Touareg is that what it's called? Touareg, yeah. 
I was like, nah, that's whack. Step one, don't buy a Volkswagen. Yeah, that was my thought. <laughs> You'll buy an Atlas. What's <laughs> an Atlas? Oh, yeah. That's Volkswagen. That's the big one. That's the big one, yeah. So he doesn't um, need that, it, but it should have five seats in it. This is fun. S- like he obviously, like he he wants to enjoy his car. Obviously, yeah. Is he a car guy? Is he like to drive? It seems no. like it's supposed to be more about a car for him that, like, if he needs but to, he could do the whole kind family. of. So I let him drive my Aristo after the Serial Nine, like Drift Gala. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is really funny because he didn't understand what turbos were. So when they like kicked in, he's like, "Whoa, what is that? Why does it do that all the time?" And I'm like, kind of like get it to the right place to do that he's like oh this is great uh, he's about gerard's age so that as well uh, i feel like this guy should get like a audi station wagon you think ah, that wasn't where yeah. i went he because i like, i mean if he likes the turbo he wants to shift the gears he's got a family he still needs shift to kind the gears of- I don't think Wait, he cares about shifting. No. Yeah, I don't think he cares about that. I'll, no, I'll, I'm gonna, I know exactly I'm what like, Ryan I thinks. Know. I would say what Q50. Yeah, the red, the red. Uh, oh, I mean, red would be sick, but even just I, sport, man. No, I found a, I found the red ones for like the red 400s for like thirty thousand. I was like, really? Yeah. That's pretty cheap, man. Yeah, and I was like, here you go. Yeah, four hundred horsepower. That's a car. For sure. and he's like. But the deal breaker for him was that it needed premium. And he's like, I don't want to put premium in a car because he's been putting diesel in a Volkswagen for so long. Yeah, so he's not a car guy. No, he's not a car guy. <laughs> he's like, likes great value is his thing. Uh, like I got to buy a fucking Camry. That was my answer. That was my first answer. I mean, that's an amazing car. You still, first of all, you wouldn't need to spend 30K. You don't I need mean, to put premium. Spend, if you wanted to spend 30K, you could, you could get a 2018 Camry. Yeah. Which would be great. He'd probably buy like a, I don't know, like a, a hybrid TRD ish. Yeah, or a hybrid one. I mean, honestly, for for thirty k and five seats and like a, a family ish car, I wouldn't buy a sedan. I, I would buy a crossover of some sort or whatever. But the only reason if you already had a van, though, you already have a van. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I guess Gerard did like for. Giant. I I mean, for me, I obviously I like the sedan for like myself, just because that's like me. But like. I could definitely get into like a crossover instead. Like if the Q50 red came in like a crossover-esque platform, like kind of like those AMG weird half, whatever the fuck those things are. It's like a small SUV, but it's like an AMG four CLA 45 or whatever. They have like 500 horsepower. That's sick, dude. Or like basically any of the BMW, like, uh x4m or x whatever those weird things are that are super fast and like suvs i'd still probably take that no i would take the sedan like Just because i, like, I would you, definitely take the sedan like yeah. if you dump if you dump a crossover it's like fully sick because uh, like, yeah, it's still practical and like it still kind of looks awkward though yeah also but fuck you for like the longest time like ramming nissan down my throat until and then like i find the nissan that i'm also like yo this is probably the movie but I mean, that's you're like, like also like now like what do you want to call like serial nine crossover kings yeah <laughs> hey man fuck you gotta you gotta change with the times bro crossover <laughs> kings <laughs> <laughs> but see okay imagine okay so the q50 i don't know what which which infinity suv is built on the q50 platform i think it's probably like the q60 or whatever qx 50 or qx 60 so like if you could have all that drivetrain shit in the because like the fx remember there was the fx 35 and the fx 45 so like the fx 45 is basically the v8 
rear wheel drive crossover version of the M45, which is sick. But I don't know what the equivalent Q50 version is, but that I would be tight. Know, though. I want to add this to QX50. the conversation. <laughs> if you Google, or if I Google Q60S Red Sport HP, the yeah. top result just comes up and it says 400 ponies. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> 400 ponies. Oh, it doesn't say HP. Shit, it says ponies. 400 ponies. Every yeah. Q60 is powered by a twin turbo three liter V6. Yeah. yeah. Making 400 ponies. Like, honestly, I looked at that. How and many I was squirrels like, is that? Fuck. I looked at that and I'll be very honest right now. I was like, man, maybe Gerard's been right this whole time and I've been shitting on him for no reason. But then I come on and you're like, I'd get a crossover. So no, but I'm saying if I was that guy, like for myself, I said for myself, I would get the sedan just because I like that shit. But like, yeah, but I think he would be fine <clears throat> with the sedan. As yeah, well. sure. Then get the sedan. But like, but he was like, I don't need 400 horsepower. I'm like, you don't know that. But I did start on a Camry. I you know how many bus passes Camry. you could get for thirty thousand dollars? And also, and yeah, also like I do have a family. You know what I mean? I have three kids, and it's it's like wait, it, it's kind of sick to have like a dumped like family vehicle. And like the sedan is kind of not a family vehicle. The sedan is kind of like a like a gentleman's sports car. You know what I mean? Yeah, except I've been with you when you took your dumped wagon to go pick your kids up from school. So I mean, yeah. Well, Ryan could probably I mean, take his entire family around in any dumped sedan. Yeah, you just yeah, have, you no, just have a sure. larger family. Yeah, the yeah. Aristo works fine for that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, Q50 be sick, man. I so when having this conversation, I spiraled very quickly out of control, and this is the problem of being. All right. Uh, is I tried to be very rational and I was like, Camry. And then I was like, or, and then like, he kind of like asked questions. I was like, oh, you could get a Lexus. And then I was like on this Lexus thing. And then I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then I like, kind of, I showed him an IS. And I was like, you can get an IS, don't get the 250, get an IS like 350. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh. And then that's when I said like, you'd have to put premium in it. And he's like, deal breaker. But then I was already off on my like tangent and then I went to the infinity and then he was like, I don't want 400 horsepower or to put premium in a car. And then I called him a peasant and that was, <laughs> and now we don't talk anymore. No, no. Again, I broke his finger in Cuba. So we still, talk. <laughs> yeah, you got that power over him. Yeah. But it was, a. he started with a Tacoma. He was like, I know you want me to get like the beige Tacoma. And I was like, nah, nope. that's like too bad on like, there's no reason nope. for you to have that, and it's awful on gas. Like you wouldn't like it. And then we went. I went Camry, maybe a Prius, and then we went up to like the Infinity. But it's a slippery slope being a car guy. Whenever anyone asks you a question, because it's like you have to change your mindset when you talk to someone. You know, like I mean, dude, I said like an Audi. Like I would never in a million years buy that <laughs> shit. But I was like, I don't know. He's like likes Volkswagen, so like get him like a nicer Volkswagen, I guess. Like, but if I gave you thirty k, Kevin, yeah, what would you buy? If I five, if I had to five get a... cars for five thousand dollars, I have five thousand dollars left over to mod <laughs> all of them. Yeah, no. If I had to get like a five seater for thirty thousand, that was newer than twenty fifteen. Uh, yeah, like I would. I'd put a down payment on a Rivian and fucking make payments. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'd maybe honestly rush. like yeah. I, I kind of want a Prius. I'd probably get a Prius. Yeah. Yeah. Would you mod a Prius or would you just? Hell yeah. There's no way I'm not modding anything. The well, only reason I'm buying Echo, any. That's why I asked. I I modded the Echo. Yeah, you did that sweet windshield mod where it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he drove it into a fucking couch. He modded the wheel bearing to be broken. I mean, to be fair, the wheel bearing was broken and the windshield leaked when I got it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so a Prius, that's what you'd get? Do you know which Prius you would get? Like v. a Prius C, a v, v, yeah. or just a, a v, regular bro. Prius? Yeah, the V. Is that not the biggest like van-like one? Yeah, man, that's obviously the sickest one. Really? I mean, I wouldn't really call it van-like, but... Oh, I thought that's what the V stood for. <laughs> oh, really? No, I don't know. I like <laughs> the regular Prius. I like the C. Yeah. The C, like the Cardigan, or the... Fucking, what is it? But like, Cardigan. okay, I, I mean, I, I think they're cool too, and I... Uh, you know, like I follow a bunch of dudes in Japan that have modded Priuses and stuff, but like, like how rewarding or enjoyable do you think that's actually to drive? I drive a Prius every time I go back to Saskatchewan. My and how is it? I mean, I, I will there's, say there's many opportunities where you can't drive your car anywhere near the like limit of enjoyability of the car. Here's what I'll say from, yeah, and Kevin's right i mean so, yes and no so like, some, you do know. you turn the car ever do you turn it does yeah, it yeah, turning is enjoyable every, every it's enjoyable but maybe it's like a vip car it's the aesthetic you is know, the enjoyability the, you know? yeah like the do you look back on when you park the car i, I guess like you and i are definitely both about like every like we want both that's you know like those vip guys in japan will just take the base model car and make it a vip car but it's like well, no, it's like I need the 2J Turbo or the 1J Turbo version of that car or else there's no point in even having that car to even start with. So it's like, yeah. 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 And then we make it six-speed and then we do all the other shit. So it's like we obviously enjoy all of the, those aspects that make the car better. And Yeah, but, and the, but Kevin's not wrong in that saying, like, do you enjoy every minute of driving every car? No, like when I drive the Prius in Saskatchewan, that is a sense of like, Oh, I've been driving a Forerunner for a ton of like for the last six months, and now I'm driving a, a Prius. And <laughs> that's like saying, yeah. I mean, that's... You know what's the difference in the level of enjoyment? The level of enjoyment <laughs> is the amount of money that I'm saving on gas, right? Like the Prius is probably fucking faster than the Forerunner. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, probably so, fucking better to drive. Period. In every, yeah, exactly. every single way. And it's so also it's like, fucking twenty years newer. Like, yeah, it is. But, so it's like, come on. I mean. <sighs> So, I mean, I get it. I wouldn't be opposed to driving a Prius like that. I'm, I'm not. I'm so I'm with Kevin on that. If the Prius was my only car, I would probably have uh, you know, that. That becomes the problem when the car is yeah, your only the car. only car exactly. Because the conversation and we've had this before is always like, if I ask Kevin, "Hey, what do you drive?" and if this was six months ago, he wouldn't be like an Echo. He'd be like, "Oh, I have an Altezza and a Crown." And maybe I'm going to buy another crown. Like the Echo doesn't even, and a Dyna, you know, like the, the, the Echo doesn't really enter the equation, even though that was like your commuter car. So anyway, Kevin, you'd get a Prius, you'd mod it, $30,000 Prius V. Jesus Christ. That sounds like the fucking worst financial decision in the world. <laughs> fucking hell. You, to be fair, were like, you had a budget of money you could spend on a car and you were like, 
no, I'm just going to use it as a down payment for a more expensive car. Yeah, but like, look what you're getting with that. Yeah, but that's not a good financial investment either. I mean, you don't know that. At least Kevin's like like owning the fucking Prius. He's not (laughs) indebted to it. Doesn't owe him anything. I'm buying a used vehicle and you're putting one fifth down on a new vehicle. Yeah. How is your resale going to be better? (laughs) No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Maybe it's not brand new. I I mean, sure, it's fucking going to be way more exciting. That's for sure. You know, know. you've never even driven one. You don't know. No, I'm not. But I mean, zero to sixty in three seconds versus zero to sixty in thirteen seconds. You know what I mean? Like, man, I don't know if those are the stats on either of those cars. (laughs) I guarantee you, those are the stats on those cars. All right. Even if it's fucking four seconds, four seconds is fast as fuck. And like, I and my truck does it in six seconds, and it's fat. It's fun. You know what I mean? So like, literally twice as fast as my truck. That's pretty cool. And, and I don't need to like drive it to like a hundred K 200 K or whatever, just even just pressing the gas to go from zero to 30, zero to 50, zero to hundred. That's, that's fun. You know what I mean? So you're going to get a Rivian now. That's- I don't know, man. I mean, that's yeah, it's like pretty far away, but like, maybe, maybe. I didn't know they made that seven seater SUV. The 2019 Prius <clears throat> is 9.6 seconds, bro. Ooh. That's like a that's like an eight six Corolla spec. Yeah, why are you mad at the new Hachiro? <laughs> Dave Vickers is gonna murder me. You can totally. You know what the coolest part? You know what the coolest part of those cars are? Is you can watch where the power is going. Yeah. You know, like you could be like, oh my god, I'm regening right now. Look at me regen. Oh my god, yeah, it's so, I, it's I know, so sick. Like, and you can use the little joysticky shifter thing yeah. and put it into like engine brake mode and get more. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> and then there's like no business underneath it. You can put your hand under where the gearbox is. Yeah. Should be. Yeah. yeah. Fucking wizardry is what that thing is. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I like Priuses, but I, I don't think I'd ever spend money on one. That's no, it would be very funny to watch you drive a Prius. Like you gonna like Prius? They're not that cheap either. I mean, there's probably like 15, 20k for a Prius right now. Yeah, yeah. Like for like a decent one, anyways. I will say though, as far as bang for your buck, those Infinities, G37, M56, M45, those cars offer like <laughs> tremendous value because they're they're sort of slept on and like yeah. you get a lot of car for your money. That's what I saw. And I was, yeah. person was like, it was in White Rock. It was like, oh, I do the oil every blah blah blah, and it's because yeah. it was like. Some dude that had the money to buy that car brand new, had the warranty, took care of it, and cared about it, and now it's like a $30,000 car, and it makes 400 horsepower, and it's yeah. a turbo V6. And that's stock. Yeah, but most of them horse. are all-wheel drive, so finding the rear-wheel drive is kind yeah, of... Yeah, probably everyone who's buying that car probably is like, oh, let's go with all-wheel drive. It's yeah, safer. And spend the money. I'm going to drive it in the winter. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> what they sound like. I wouldn't even be mad if it was, a, I mean, an all-wheel drive twin turbo three liter and then you mod it to make 500 horse. That's probably pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, and like if you're not going to drift find and out. stuff. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. There's only one way to find out. It's a baby GTR, man. Oh. Well, that's good. Well, I was going to say, do you guys ever have like regular non-car people ask you for advice and then have Never. Never. Honestly, I don't. Yeah, I feel that like, no. It's not anymore. I usually just like ditch right away to like start talking to me about cars and not car people. I'm just like, talk to my hand. Yeah. You, ke- you Kevin right out of that situation. 
<laughs> well, I mean, what are you going to talk to them about? You know, it's like you're going to make pleasantries. Well, I mean, a little bit. Like, funny now that you have to answer questions that my friends, the regular <laughs> people, have, and you're like, I don't want to. No, I mean, I have no problem answering those because it feels like it feels like an unknown thing. But it's yeah, if people ask you legitimate questions, it's fine. But they're like, oh yeah, so like, like my car's making this noise, and like, what do you think? I'm just like, Fuck, I don't know, man. Like. I don't know. Like, you want to make it look dope? That's what you're talking about. <laughs> but do you? You don't. So when that does happen, so when it's not that, but if it's yeah, I'll give I'll give you a current example. Okay. Uh, yeah, my sister-in-law was like, "Hey, I want to buy a new SUV." Blah 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 blah. They were like looking at the Bronco, and then they're like, "Hey, like, what do you think about the Atlas?" And I was like, "Well, if I could be honest, like, I hate everything Volkswagen." And then, so I'm like super biased. So then I like looked it up. I did like a little internet search and it would like came up and it was like, Oh, like the Atlas, blah, blah, blah. And it was like showing me, you know, all this stuff. And it was like, Oh, it's like one of the more problem Volkswagens to have issues and like this, that. So then I told her that. And then my buddy who works at a Volkswagen dealership would talk to me. And then, uh, I was, I told him like, I'm like, ah, this is exactly what I told her. He's like, Oh man, you know, they're not, they're, they don't have any issues, blah, 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 blah. Like, and I was just like, ah, man, like, of course you're going to say that. Like, like you work at a Volkswagen dealership, but like, oh, does he work in the service department or is a salesperson? No, he's a salesperson, but he oh, yeah, yeah. he works across the country, so he's not making any sales on right. it no matter what. But he was like, no, it's a great vehicle and all this stuff, and I was like, well, like, how come the internet says that it's one of the more prone, <laughs> problematic, yeah, to have issues, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm already like neg like negative against Volkswagens myself, yeah. so like. <laughs> I just like hate when people like are so biased. Like, but it's funny because you're like you hate when people are so biased. But we're all biased. We're so biased that like we're buying. Not to revisit too far into like in other episodes, we're buying like twenty year old or fifteen year old cars because they came with certain engines. And then when people are asking us like pedestrian questions about cars, the bias like creeps in. Like we're just no, see biased. That, but that's the thing uh, is, I'm I'm probably the least biased. Like, I'm going to tell you not to buy those cars. I'm going to tell you to buy, like, the newest. Yeah, I'll tell you to buy a fucking Camry. Sure. I'll tell you to buy a Q50. I'll tell you to buy a... But I think we can all agree on the Camry. If I've ever learned anything from this podcast, is we all agree on Camry. Safe yes. bet. Yeah. If you want to be an average kind of fucking cool dad. Fucking Camrys are cool. Come on. Get a black roof. Yeah, Camry's like a Canadian savings bond. Like, you know, you're not going to lose. <laughs> you're not going to lose, but you're not going to have any fun. You can get them yeah. an all-wheel drive, which is very strange to me. I don't know. They, they probably only did that because people, like, want to see all-wheel drive on the fucking spec sheet. Yeah. Dude, Was it coming all-wheel drive? Yeah. Dude, in seven years, I'm going to do my, like, my ultimate build, and it's going to be, like, a 94 Camry wagon V6 five-speed. Turbo. yeah it's yeah it's gonna be so sick you know that that like that is in beige you can oh, get i know i'm serious no, turbocharged v6 yeah. all-wheel drive camry wagon manual transmission fucking 700 horsepower it's absolutely possible and it'd be sick what it i was gonna so say sick. is how how can we talk like why are we allowed to talk for like an hour about this fucking car problem but we can't talk for an hour about tools do we can talk about this car we can't even talk for 15 minutes i know we've been talking about this fucking car problem for so long and it's like we've literally talked about this exact shit so many times fine 
Talk about tools again. I was going to say, if we were running thin at the end, you could talk about your goddamn tools again. I don't know. Is there not another question? We've kind of already answered this one, but we can revisit it. Danny Polino underscore, or so sorry, Danny Polino, username is Danny underscore Polino SB at the end. Um, like Aventador SB? I don't know. SB. I thought it was SB. Yeah, yeah, as in Bob. Oh, skateboard. Anyways. Skateboard, yeah. Speed it up here. All right. <laughs> Fucking relax. Likes the show. Good. Uh, wanted to be the FRS guest because we had so many questions about what an FRS owner was like. This is an old one. And we've kind of answered it, but we'll revisit it. Maybe you guys could talk about the do's and don'ts of livery designs. Stickers. I feel like that could cause a good rant. You have ranted about it. Has your opinion changed on good livery designs? I mean, it's so subjective. Yeah, that's a safe answer. And not yeah, that's not a Gerard answer right there. That's for sure. Fucking miss me, about, me, with, me with that tribal weird fucking me about vine shit. Tears. Yeah, I don't like stroke. I don't like when they make all the. I don't uh, like. You, when, yeah, you don't like stroke. That's yeah, you're right. Yeah, Ooh. I don't like when when the when the stickers look so. What's the word? deliberately like like matched you know what i mean like this it's like they look like they're printed you know what i mean as opposed to like like just a traditional sort of like die cut sticker yeah aren't those wraps printed normally though well the wraps might be yeah but also like i remember back in the day like dudes wanted us to do that so we we would die cut you know the back sticker and then we'd put the the top sticker on the stroke or whatever maybe you know what i mean we've done all that yeah. it's like I just I don't like it. I think it looks like too much. You know what I mean? So I'm I, I maybe I'm just really like less is more. Who are you? Because this remind this harkens back to a conversation. And I I will say this: doing this podcast, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why people like it as much as they do. And then I worked at Serial Nine with you guys for a few weeks. I feel like and I would come in. And we would have the exact same conversations we had on the podcast, but at Serial 9. And a perfect example of this is what I've learned, is all the things you were saying, Gerard, check out until some dude rolls up with like a fucking Two-Face Infinity G35 (laughs) sedan. So we had a full-on argument at Serial 9 about this... G35 or was it G37? G37. Yeah, it was a seven phase five, whatever you want to call it. Seven phase five. And it was it was one of those cars that like split down the middle. So one half was like Mm -hmm. one thing, the other half was different color, different wheels, different Different wheel. Totally different car. Yeah. So profile of the car, if you looked at it from left to right or whatever, if you were on the other side of the car looked like a different car and this was very surprising to me gerard liked this car yeah so cool. just, <laughs> and then the one thing that does happen at serial nine is you can tell when a conversation goes on too long and kevin's like everybody needs to go and do work now <laughs> <laughs> so when five people have been talking about one yeah, car yeah. for half yeah. an hour it's like yeah. all right like all right if I can, can we can we do some work <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh that that's the one thing it's not a two-hour conversation (laughs) but we had a giant argument and so it's funny you're like you say all these things gerard but then 
that G35 with a G37 face, I feel like fits in all faces of all the things that you stand for from what you're saying. It's still very simple. It's just one side's one color and the other side's the other color. It's not it like was, it has like, like... It wasn't simple. The other side had a lot of shit going on. Yeah, I, it, I just think it's interesting because like sometimes, like, I don't know, as a car aesthetic you know, designer or whatever. It's like, sometimes you can't make that decision, man. Like I want to paint my car green, you know, like that's cool. But like, do I love that green? I don't know. It's a big commitment to paint a car. It's a big commitment to like design, you know, to design the aesthetic of a car or whatever. And it's like, I honestly feel it's even a bigger commitment to paint a car two colors. Well, I mean, you're not painting, painting a car two colors is straight oh, up I mean, stupid. That's, that's what you're talking about. But... I'm talking about wrapping, man. Huh? Like it's it's like yeah, a, ra- rapping is way less of a commitment for sure. I do think yeah. though it's a life commitment <clears throat> of a statement you're about to make of yourself for having a fucking two faced car driving around with like yeah, I'll like, fucking two I'll I'll two face the stage yeah. You and will like, not two face the stage <laughs> and no it'll way. be a sick drift car. People just be like, what the fuck? Like there's no way that'd be so I, funny. I, I think one thing that we did agree in that whole conversation though was that like yeah like. A two-faced drift car could look pretty cool because yeah. it's it's so much out there. But it's like a street car; it's it's definitely way too much. Uh, I was on the camp. I was. I I don't think I agree to that because I think I'm adamantly opposed to people who can't commit to one look. Like who can't? It's not like you're not committing. You're just being more creative. You have more creative freedom. I I've, one. I've seen a car that had a tear forty-five degree. It was from like the left front to the rear right, and I think that was a drift car. Hmm. Did it have different wheels? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I want all the wheels to match. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if it's the same wheels, it's just different finish or different color. I think it's fine. Like completely different wheels. I'm not down with that. I've seen yeah. dudes have that where it's like it has like you know like emotions on one side or like whatever it has T5Rs on one side and like. T7Rs on the other side. I'm just like, eh, I don't know about that. It's kind of weird. I mean, yeah, I just think it's like, it's interesting. And I, I'm not totally opposed to it. I like the two sides more than I like stroked fucking over livery and, and tribal shit for sure. Like give me two different colors with like simple graphics and shit on the side and like, you know, contrasting colors on either side versus one color with like 80 million fucking graphics on it. And it's like just giving you a seizure because there's so many rips and tribals and logos and strokes and colors and blends and dragons and fuck off with that shit personally dragons. Uh, <laughs> i mean i kind of agree with that but like i definitely take stroke over two-face but yeah i definitely don't want any like <laughs> tribal dragon fire yeah fucking shit yeah I mean, I'm, I, the thing is, okay, so when I was doing but, the uh, but that's, like, Yeah, the other thing is someone could show me a tribal yeah. dragon fire livery and I'd be like, yo, that shit's bomb, you know? Yeah, you maybe make- just some of it, I just don't like the actual execution of it. So, like, I'm not opposed to a livery. I'm not opposed to, like, a Itasha. I'm not opposed to having... Oh, remember when I was thinking about the Aristo, I was actually... You know those geometric, uh, you know, when yeah. you have, like, a... I thought that would be kind of cool to have, like, some sort of weird geometric... It almost ties it back to like the Trom cars that yeah. had like the weird techno, like Dude, almost that, like, circuit. circuit board. Yeah, that's yeah, like the so circuit great. board. I thought that yeah. shit was cool. And then if you could yeah, maybe like, have sort of yeah, like the geometric, I don't know, wolf or whatever it may be, but like just do something that's not 
the same thing as everybody else, man. Like I know that like livery design, obviously it's like probably pretty difficult to be so different these days because it's kind of all been done, but like, I'm sure it's, there's a lot of things that haven't been done. You know what I mean? I, this is an interesting point. You're saying it's hard. I don't think that's the case. I think that there's a trend that is set and then it's on people to like, there's that sense of like someone sets a trend and then people get in line and follow a trend. I don't think that it's that everything's been done. I just think that it's people just want to do the same shit. I agree. Well, no, there's a formula to success. Success being a relative term, man. Yeah, yeah. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, like what's hot right now? What's the trend right now? Well, X, Y, and Z. Well, if I do X, Y, and Z, then I'm on, I'm on, on trend. So my answer to your question when I'm like, yeah, I don't like Two-Face probably doesn't also lend myself to being like a trendsetter, but I realized a long time ago, I'm not a trendsetter. <laughs> it's funny how like popular GS, like GS, like just JZSs are becoming. Dude, are you, they? Should be, you should be thanking Gerard. Your car's yeah, going to be over 50K lately. Y'all should be out here shaking Gerard's hand. JZSs. Man, you and Chob shared that video of that car of the JZS drifting mm-hmm. around. And I was yeah. going to message you and be like, yo, that kind of looks like my car. But then I didn't want to be a it does kind of look like your car yeah, that's why your car is sick of, that's what but i was like ah yeah this is fucking adding adding pennies and cents to my to my value but uh um, do you Gerard, do you know what you should do you should just make a video of clips of your car drifting and put it on youtube and call it like aristo drift because that's what people are going to search up and try and like find shit yeah, and but like, you know what? There's not a lot of fucking footage of my car drifting. It's, there it's has all, to be footage. There's tons. Me. Like, there's not. This is not as good as you'd like it to be. But if you just put up all the raw clips, mm-hmm. you know? yeah, <laughs> sounds like another project to add to my alimony board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one thing I was gonna say is, uh, I sort of googled like steering angle and like the, the like evolution of steering angle and shit and like um there's a lot of like you know people people like a lot of like big players basically said that yeah like Saito like changed the game basically he came in and like like showed everyone that like 1200 horsepower is what you wanted and also he had a bunch of angles so it was like these like angle wars like you know, it was like 50 degrees and it was like, you know, like 60 degrees. And then all of a sudden, like WiseFab came out and changed the game with like this like 70 degree shit. And everyone was still sort of like playing catch up, like with that. Like even Osbo was like, yo, like I didn't have the horsepower, but like what we did with the Supra was to make it have a lot of angles. So like it looked cool drifting and like we couldn't really keep up because like obviously with more angle, it's slower and shit. Yeah. But then when Saito came in, he had all the angle and then he had like fucking 1200 horsepower and like basically like nobody had ever seen or had a car configured that way and drifted that way so like literally after Saito everybody was playing catch up to that style so it was like actually really fucking cool cuz like i don't know i think i think Saito was like like fucking sick like the best you so you googled the steering angle and got the history of steering yeah angle. yeah the evolution of steering angle that's pretty cool so uh, then formula d didn't have anything to do with the 1200 horsepower no no it's fucking psycho i mean they had you know they were like around five six seven eight hundred horsepower but like from 800 to 1200 is it 
big jumps. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yes. Yeah, it was at a, it was at eight hundred when he showed up and with the two J, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was basically like, like yeah, maybe nobody thought that they needed that, but then all of a sudden this dude comes in and shows you what you could do with that, and it's like holy fuck, like okay. Maybe we all need that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. with steering angle. People didn't know they needed it until some dude came in with 20 degrees more than you had. And it's like, well, shit. Like, they changed yeah. the barrier of entry, which is a thing that we have not <laughs> mentioned on this podcast in some time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Why were you Googling the evolution of steering angle? Because I wanted to see what like a, like a, <clears throat> a good number was. What is a good in regards? Well, I mean, it depends on what you know. What I mean, I think fifty degrees is like a respectable number, but like, I think the respectable number now is about sixty. So the closer we can get to sixty with our like like our normal looking setup, I think is is kind of like where I want to go. How and close are you to that with the AK forty nine? Uh, I think with our next mod and like the next things, I think we can probably get like fifty six or like fifty something like that. 56 degrees something like that which i think is pretty good for a car that like looks totally normal but like yeah if you want to have the full like crab look then i i guess you could get more because um, <laughs> we still haven't put like uh any sort of steering spacers in you can run a six mil steering spacer um and get more lock you know you can move the rack for you and get more lock with the same knuckles There's a lot of things you can do with the same you could probably get 65 degrees out of those knuckles if you you know did a bunch of other shit Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Very mm-hmm. interesting. You want to talk about tools some more, you guys? I feel like you'll really <laughs> like that. Um, what's your favorite tool of all time? Uh, what's the most useful tool you own? My brain. <laughs> oh, oh, you're already coming in hot. Another tool in the mental toolbox. Do you think there's guys that are passionate as, about tools as they are about cars? Everyone 100%. who's passionate about cars is passionate about tools. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But like, I mean, more so, like, because like your tools are a means to an end for you to a degree. Not really, man. We don't even no. use our tools, not even close. <laughs> okay. So it's just another thing that you're so well, like, passionate about. Yeah. Like our computer and the like the 3D printer are way more tools for the company than any of the hand tools i feel right yeah. so they're just like a nice to have but yeah we, we have all of the snap-on and all of the milwaukee i feel now because you love it we, we want to yeah because you're passionate about it it did feel like in the beginning when we were doing the labor it was more <laughs> necessary yeah. when we needed them we didn't have them when we needed them we didn't have them and now that we have the means we don't really need them but we have them, I mean, them anyway. Yeah. Do you remember when I bought that torque wrench? I don't and think you I bought like, you so much on the torque wrench. Uh, yeah, but I was like, I'm going to buy this torque wrench. And it was like fucking $800 or something, $600. Yeah, it was a lot. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was I was coming like around for that decision. Were you was, around when he said that? Yeah. I, I don't know if I told him the price. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, it might have. I was like, uh, the, the, one to, the one to me that like is reminiscent is like uh the one that to me sticks out the most is the the electric ratchet yeah where i was just like dude like are you kidding me like fuck electric ratchet they have yeah. no torque they don't work it's bullshit yeah. all this shit 
gets the electric ratchet. Two weeks later, I'm like, this is the best tool. I do like the, the long, like roundabout way. The long round, yeah. The long way around to get the answer was, what is the tool that you wish you would have bought sooner? And then you finally answered it. And it's like this electric ratchet. No, but honestly, yeah. it's literally like every tool. No, nope, it's, it's already it's... been answered. There's one and Gerard answered it. <laughs> and, and another thing, one of the most amazing tools that you'll ever buy is... Uh, so obviously you work on cars, you do transmissions. There's an extension that's like, I think it's like three feet long, maybe four feet. It's probably three feet long and it's half inch on one side, three eighths on the other side and it's skinny, but it's like strong AF. And like back in the day when we do, we'd use like extension after extension, after extension, after extension, <laughs> yeah. you get those, the top bolts on the tranny. Man, now you just use this one extension. It's like fucking boom. It's like an impact one too. So you could theoretically use an impact on it, but like normally you just use a long, a long ratchet and you just, it probably has like 40 or 50 degrees of like movement before it'll just be like, like cracks then bolt open. Yeah. It's like you, you will get from like, this happened to me when I was trying to do the manual swap on the crown where it's like, I literally had it on touching one side of the transmission tunnel yeah. turned all the way to touching the other side of the transmission tunnel and it didn't crack yet because there's yeah, so much flex yeah you know what the unfortunate part of this podcast is is that no one can see you guys like pantomime using <laughs> yeah. a fucking giant like extension using the tools on yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gerard fully committed. He like made it look like what he was doing seemed hard when he like pantomimed the wrench tool. Yeah, and then it broke. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is the first time I'm mad at Matt for asking a question. <laughs> Super funny. Oh yeah, good. You did it. Ryan's just like in so much pain right now. No, nah, I'm your making, tools. I'm making Instagram posts. <laughs> giving me some extra time to post on Instagram. Hey, uh, Black Friday's coming up. Yep. That seems like a very important thing. We got some great some great stuff. What kind of things you got? What can I expect to get a deal on? Rigid bushings. So we got engine mounts, subframe bushings, uh, diff bushings. Diff bushings. <laughs> um, what's the other thing? Case RCAs are on sale. Merch is on sale, sort of. We're going to have a shifter on sale. The shifter is going to be on sale. For the first um, time ever, we're going to have our AK-49 drift knuckles on sale. Yeah. Mm. We're going to have our drift knobs on sale. Mm-hmm. And then I think the CD Pro. That's right. The CD Pro is on sale. And you should definitely buy that on Black Friday because that is, yeah, that's what like you need. 20% off, isn't it? Yes, it is. Is that right? 20 or 15? 20. 20. 20. Oh, wow. Solid deal, you guys. There you go. Um, hey, when's the steering wheel coming up? We have confirmation that it's going to be very soon. We are receiving them within a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Definitely before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you can, you guys should do what they did when Star Wars and A New Hope <laughs> came out. And they couldn't sell the toys for Christmas. You should just tell people the box. Box, yeah. And, and we'll like, ship you the toy. And you'll ship you the steering wheel. I didn't know that they did that. That's hilarious. I feel they like didn't you have the action figures in time. the time. Jordan, you didn't want Star Wars toys when you were a kid? No, man. 
whatever. I was. Are we even friends? Models, <laughs> RC cars, lifelong drug addict, my friend. Lifelong single-minded. Go. Single-minded. Got blinders on, and that's how you yeah. get to be. Didn't drunk. care about GI Joe. Didn't care about didn't Star care. Wars. No. Didn't care I about didn't Ninja have, Turtles. I didn't have GI Joe figurines. I didn't have. Definitely didn't have Ninja Turtle anything. I had models. I had RC cars. I had car cars, like you know, stupid, like I don't know, like Bigfoot, and it had like little shift knobs on top, and you could put it in two wheel drive or four wheel drive, and high and low, and like there was ones that had little turn, like you could like program it to go forward and turn and shit, like coding, I guess, like back in the day, it was like sick. I remember I had these uh, pump up. I don't know if they make them anymore. They were really sick. So like it had a little pump up. Pump kicks. No, no, no! Like it was like a, it was like they had they had a motorcycle one and like a no, I, do, I, do, I totally know whatever you're talking about. Yeah, and you it pump was like them pneumatic, up. yeah, yeah, and then and they then don't go until air. you push them, yeah. and they're like, they're so yeah. sick, dude. I'm sure, they're those things. Those. I don't know, man. <laughs> all right, well, we had very different uh, childhoods. I had all the Ninja Turtles, um, and now my daughter does too. All right, good. So uh, that's where we end on that. I feel like there's a lot in this episode. I don't know what it'll all entail, but it was sure nice talking to you guys. Yeah, it was. Well, thanks, it was fun. Uh, thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.